and welcome to the Arsenal way back again with you guys for another episode of our transfer insight show the show in which I'm joined by an expert to look at the players linked with the club and find out a little bit more about them I'm joined by Richard Hall who is a Italian football writer writing for the likes of Fiorentina and Inter Milan and wearing a Napoli shirt so how are you <laughs> Richard, are you good <laughs> yeah I'm all right thank you I keep getting grief for this um yeah I've got a large collection <laughs> of shirts and so uh, I'm only wearing them to the gym, though, so that's all right. That's um, it's not a sign of allegiance to any Neapolitans. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but uh, hey, look, Kappa make good kits, and a lot of teams in Italy have Kappa, so you know, gotta 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 try and uh, grab them up. All right, fair enough. I've got a Fiorentina sh- uh, shirt sitting basically in the back room somewhere, ready and primed. If that Dusan Vlaovic ever do <laughs> happens, ready to do the. Do you, remember, do you remember the Lauren Koscielny thing where he took off the Arsenal yeah, shirt yeah. to reveal Bordeaux? <laughs> I've got that already for a Vlaovic thing. It's <laughs> never going to happen. Um, but obviously, we're not here to talk about Vlaovic for once yeah. uh, in my life. We're not here to talk about him. We're here to talk about Artemelo, who it looks like a genuine deal that Arsenal could get done this window. Uh, I described it just before we came on air as a bit of a war of attrition that Arsenal look like they're going to win out. What I'm interested about, Richard, is looking at kind of Artur and, and what's happened since he moved to Barcelona is that there's kind of a general consensus that it's not gone as planned. It's not gone as expected. I want to kind of get your mind and thoughts about why you think that's happened. It's a question a lot of Juventus fans have been asking as well. Um, and the Italian media, because it's, it is very strange why it's not worth him. Mm. Um, and there's a number of reasons for that. I mean, look, he came in um, from Barcelona for, you know, a, a, a very, very large fee. Um, you know, the contract overall uh, on a five-year deal, uh, you know, 72 million plus 10 million in, in variables. Uh, you know, this deal was coordinated with a swath of uh, Pjanic as well, of course. Mm. So, you know, you, when the, when you look at the fact of the timing of it and then the coaches that were at Juve, obviously we had Sadi and then it came to Perlo. Perlo is a coach who, you know, we know as in later in his career became a very good deep lying midfielder, almost like the metronome of the squad, fantastic passing range. Um, and when they got rid of Pjanic, who also had a fantastic passing range, they brought in Arthur Mello. And guess what? He's also, you know, almost that quarterback of a player. Um, mm. He's quick, he's aggressive. The, the range of passing is fantastic. So you would have thought that, you know, Pjanic, for whatever reason, didn't seem to be working. They were upgrading with Mello to play just behind that midfield. It didn't really happen. Um, now, you would have thought under a coach like Perlo, this would have been prime territory for Perlo to say, this is my guy, this is who I'm going to use. And it's not like that Juventus had the midfield... Uh, that they had some years ago with the likes of Paul Pogba, Marquisio, or we could go back even further than that. This mm. was a midfield that people are criticising, the Rabio not performing, Ramsey can't keep fit. I'm sure that rings a bell. You know, <laughs> good when he's good, but not there enough. Um, you know, it was lacking. The big weak point was the midfield, and yet Melo didn't play. I think he's only got less than maybe 30 appearances. Um did he perform brilliantly when he has played? Not particularly. Um, but again, you know, you look at that and I don't care where you're from. I don't I don't buy into this idea of, you know, certainly, of course, leagues are different. Of course, leagues are different. But when people say pace and power of the Premier League, you know, players don't get slower when they turn up to the Premier League. You know, It's like, for instance, if someone's got tactical and uh, footballing brain, they don't get 
and it suddenly becomes stupid when they turn up in Italy, you know? No, it's, it's the amount of things. time on the ball, isn't it? The amount of time that the opposition players give you before they're on you and the pressure of certain teams. Like you think of teams further down the table, the likes of Leeds will press consistently despite the fact they're lower down the league. The same as well, Liverpool will absolutely press you until they win the ball back. Whereas it's not really the same in Italy, is it? It's yeah. I mean, the 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 way that teams are playing is is different. You know, the the game's quick in Italy now. But again, mm. you know, you you play against a side like Sassuolo and you'll get pressed. Other teams, you know, when they are like Spezia, for instance, will put a lot of men behind the ball, and it is more tactical. And they will, you know, have to think a little bit more. You you don't play with as much freedom. Um, and I think Artemelo maybe suffered a little bit from that, be getting used to the the nuances of the league and, and his teammates. But I don't think he's had enough game time. And I think that's the sort of uh, consensus of the media, consensus of the team. What was interesting for me is we saw recently when um, Juventus were 3-1 down at Mourinho's Roma um, and Max Allegri throws Melo on. He changed the game. You know, he was, that's when you saw what he could do. And he hadn't played for, you know, enough as he should. Um, he's an incredibly good player. But for some reason, and this happens many, many times with clubs, Juve, for some reason, just don't think he's a fit. Um, I can't really answer that as yeah. to why. I don't think he's had the game time to prove that he could. And when you see the weaknesses, apart from maybe Benton Coeur, who's obviously brilliant in the Juventus midfield, when they are weak, um, I think a lot of Juventus fans are questioning, why isn't Artemelo playing more? And I think when you look at kind of the performances since then, it's interesting that he's he started, I think, the last two league games, is he not, um, for Juve? Uh, playing alongside Ben Takur and I think playing alongside, was it Locatelli against Sampdoria when they won 4-1? Um, looking, yeah, I mean, he played against Locatelli in both games. So it's not like Allegri has suddenly decided that he's not in his plans. In fact, it's kind of the opposite. Uh, he's playing yeah. him more now since these links to Arsenal have come up. Do you think that's done as kind of a, because as far as I'm aware, the information on, on my end is that Artur is very open to, to the move, would be very happy to make the move. Do you think that Allegri is playing him and starting him to try and show him that there is kind of a situation at Juve for him to succeed in? Potentially. I think what, more to the point with this, and you mentioned the fact that he's playing Locatelli, um, what was really obvious when he came on against Roma and probably why that game changed is because he allowed Locatelli to play more at the pitch. Now, Locatelli proved in the Euros, as he did for Sassuolo mm. at the back end of his career, that the more forward he is, the more he's going to, he, he's got goals in him. Juve need that. Um, you know, he can play very defensively. He's, a, he's an all-round, we've talked about him on here before, you know, he's a fantastic midfielder. Um, and what Artur does is allow the rest of the midfield to play to their strengths because he holds that line and he can supply them. He allows that freedom to the other players. I don't think Allegri's trying to do this in a sense of to try and either get Artur's value up or neither to say that there's a, a way here. I think Allegri's scratching around at the moment because that job is huge. And that's another story with that rebirth of Juventus. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of players that need to leave that club. Again, you know, you are talking about a player on, on good money here. You know, there's been a lot of problems. Uh, when I say problems, I've got to be careful what I say here. There's been an investigation onto inflated player values with okay. Juventus. And Artemelo was one of those. Uh, whether he was actually worth that, that's a whole different story. Uh, so maybe the, the further away he is from the club, the better at this moment in time, um, you know, because he may be able to prove that he's um, worth that money somewhere else because he's not going to get this. It's only a theory. 
But yeah, look, um, the, the one thing that the Italian media have said, it's gone quiet a little bit, which is always I find in Italian media when there's a big story that goes along for ages and then it just goes off the radar. I mean, it's going to happen. It normally does. Okay. Um, That's why Vlaovic is definitely not happening then. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you, well, listen, I, if you read the, the Gazette della Sport and Tito yeah. Sport this morning, it was all um, that he might go to Juve. And again, it, it links into this because Juve are looking to slash the wages of six players of 15%. Paolo Dybala, Mattia Perrin, others as well. Um, Paolo Dybala looks like he may be off to Inter now. There's, there's so much going on around Juventus. It's difficult to put a, a stamp, as to say, a flag. Mm. That's there. That's what they're going to do. I think a lot of it's going to be depending on what happens. And, and Arsenal have obviously a very serious bid. Now, the Italian media have been reporting that the biggest issue there is that in Italy, they like a loan option, well, a loan mm. with an option to buy. Yeah. Um, for 18 which, months as well, is what well, I saw. Yes, We're asking Arsenal, 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 it's Arsenal pushing the 18 months. Uh, oh, is it? It's because his, his argument is exactly what you mentioned earlier on, is that he wants time to embed himself in a team and embed himself in a league. And so he can feel comfortable. And he doesn't think six months is enough for that. He's learned from his experience at Juventus. Um, you know, he knows that you don't just come in and go straight into the team. Um, and so he feels that if he had an 18-month loan, it would then probably prompt that option to buy. It suits yeah. Juve because they can try, and hopefully they will believe that Arsenal will then, and this is where the complication comes in of what his actual value is. Because Juve need him to go to Arsenal to be as good as he can possibly be. Because if then yeah. Arsenal buy him at the end of it, they need that fee to be as inflated as possible. Um, right. Shouldn't say without saying too much wrong. Yeah. Allegedly, um, of course. Yes, allegedly, yes. allegedly, all allegedly. <laughs> so, um, you know, for, for Juventus, if he goes to Arsenal and is a triumph over the eighteen months, and then Arsenal buy him for upwards of forty plus million, it's a massive win. It's a win for Arsenal. And to be fair, from the player that everyone seems to think he is, I'm not. I don't hear negative. And this is from Juventus fans. I actually, mm. uh, the gentleman ultra, our, our editor, is a Juventus fan. And I spoke to him before we came on here just to say, look, am I getting this wrong from Juventus' perspective? He said, no. You know, this guy. We don't understand why he's not playing more. So mm. talent. And uh, I believe that if he's given the opportunity to really be trusted, then he could be a fantastic player. Let's talk about from the perspective and the assumption that he makes this move to Arsenal then. Um, as we know, Arsenal play in this system with kind of these two deep midfielders, Xhaka and Partey being the starting pair. Lukonga is also another option that they can use. And, uh, and we also see Ainsley McDonald's that could have been used there that but wasn't because he's now gone to Roma, of course, where he's playing at right back under Mojo Mourinho. Uh, El Nenny is another option there as, as well for Arteta when he returns from the African Cup of Nations. Where, do you see him kind of fitting in seamlessly into that kind of quarterback role as you described it, playing alongside a Jacques or playing alongside a Partey? Does he play kind of the more disciplined role where he sits in and kind of orchestrates things from deep and allows Partey to maybe more be more expressive? Or if he was to play maybe alongside a Granite Xhaka, would Xhaka be the one you think to sit deeper and Artur to be a little bit more expressive with the way he moves forwards? It's an interesting one. I think it depends. You've rightly said that. It depends who he plays alongside. Mm. Uh, one good thing about Artur is I think that he's he's capable of doing a couple of roles. I would like to have seen him in the Aventus squad uh, that was quite a few years ago now, um, which had like Pogba, Pjanic, um, yeah. and uh, Marquisio, because they were quite interchangeable. And I think that he's got that option. You know, if you've got someone, um, uh, you know, if party his strengths are sometimes, excuse me, <coughs> going forward, then he will allow him to do that. Yeah. Um, I do think with him being a, such a good ball player, um, if you have a very good defensive midfielder around him, those two positions can be interchangeable. 
very much so. So, but again, you know, if he, if there is someone like Jack who preferred to sit deeper, then you know you're not going to lose out by having him go forward. He's not he's not limited in his ability. You know, he's he's a very skillful, very quick player and a very aggressive player as well. In a good way, not in a Jacker way. Um, of course. <laughs> That's, I mean, it's just a Jacker aggression in itself should be a dictionary term. Exactly. Um, so he is useful. And I think what he does is he allows that sort of liquidity in the midfield. That, that mm. he, as we said before, you know, Locatelli was... That Roma game is really... If anyone really wants to see the difference he can make, watching that actual... the Roma, Apart from this, probably one of the best games of the season, watching mm. the game against Roma and how... Don't watch Arta as much, but watch Locatelli. Watch the difference when he comes on. And that's what Arta does, in a sense, mm. because he just allowed him that freedom. And he sat back and he he, he can um, dictate the play. And and I think that's really crucial. And this is why, again, I go back to it being so odd that he's not playing for Juventus, because there's lots of players who can come on and spray a pass here, there and everywhere. But when you've got a player like that, you can change the tempo of a game. And that's rare. And so... Mm. You know, against Roma, and again, I'm going to use this game a lot because, you know, Roma are in the ascendancy. They've got the third goal. Arta comes on. Locatelli goes forward. He actually brings a play deeper into Juventus' half. Roma come out, and then the likes of Benedeschi, Locatelli, are released by the range of passing, and as well as the other players as well. And it did change the, the, the feel of that game. So, yeah, I think he's potentially able to play with multiple players in the midfield. It's uh, as long as his potential is recognised early on. I, I would say that he would probably end up being a player I would like to see at Arsenal who would play most games and you would change the players around him to suit the game. I think it's going to be intriguing if he is to say move. You see how the effects on the likes of Martin Odegaard and Saka and Martinelli that play ahead, the runners and how he can feed those players. And of course, on the likes of Thomas Partey, who has had to kind of do a role where he's played in a more disciplined position than he was at Atletico Madrid, where he was a lot more expressive and progressive with the ball, more transitional from one half to the other. Maybe with Arta in the game, Partey could be a lot more uh, kind of influential on the final third of the pitch. And, and we see Arta being, as we've said, kind of the, the diminutive Santi Cazorla of, of, you know, conductors of a team, if you like. Um, Rich, thank you so much, mate, as always, for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. Tell people where you can find, or where they can find you rather, and, uh, and also what you're going to be up to. Yeah, thank you. Uh, at Rich Hall 80 on Twitter, Twitter, if you want to just uh, keep up to date with Italian football. Uh, a few features for um, Football Italia, of course, as always. And if anyone wants to listen to the official Inter podcast in English, then uh, it's me and Thomas Lawrence um, doing that. And I also do a little bit of uh, writing for Fiorentina. So, yeah, if you're interested in Italian football, you might find something. You might not, but, you know, give it a go. And he'll be wearing the uh, proper shirts with, I'm sure, right? Uh, shirts and Fiorentina shirts and all the correct ones. But uh, uh, about, <laughs> yeah, I wasn't going to wear a Juventus one. I think I'd get in trouble from Inter. <laughs> <laughs> no worries, then. Thank you. To, uh, thank you so much for coming on. As always, you can find Rich, as he says, at Rich Eighty on Twitter. You can find myself at Tom Canton Media. You can find the Arsenal way at the Arsenal way N5. We'll be back with plenty more content leading up until transfer deadline day, where it is sure to be an intriguing end to a window which promised so much and yet has delivered so little let's hope that things change very soon and as always keep following us down the arsenal way